0: Hi folks, this is Michael Taylor, host of Theater Corner, and we're here in Los Angeles, California at the Geffen Playhouse. And we're sitting here with our wonderful guest, Caroline Stephanie Clay. Hey <laughs> sister, welcome to Theater Corner.
1: So happy to be with you, Michael. It's a pleasure <laughs> and an honor.
0: Ah, so wonderful to have you here. And so you are here at the Geffen Performing and Skeleton Crew. Yes. By Dominique Morisot, directed by Patricia McGregor. Yes. This is not your first piece, but you're you're playing uh, sort of like the anchor of the play. Very um, much. <laughs> you're playing Faye. Could uh, you tell me a little bit about that character?
1: Faye is woman phenomenal. Mm. She is a mother. She is warrior. She mm. is caregiver, caretaker. She's a hustler. She, I, uh, my mother is a, an 80-year-old school teacher from Louisville, Kentucky. And uh-huh. I remember I was describing the character of Faye to her. And I was going on and on, and things were getting sort of convoluted. And she just stopped in the way that she does, and you know, sort of just simplified it and said, she says, so in other words, she's a black woman taking care of business yeah. by any means necessary, <laughs> doing whatever she has to do to protect her family right. so that they get what they want, they need, and they have to have. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, Yeah. (laughs) So after all the yakety-yak, the bottom line is um, she simply is a survivor. Mm. And to quote Dominique directly, um, she said, uh, we we had the blessing to be able to speak with her a few uh, weeks ago. She shared with us that what the characters say in this play, they mean. Okay. Sometimes in other plays, you know, you get sort of double entendre where did the character really mean that? Mm. Or is that a lie? Or is that something that later on in Act Two we're going to find out wasn't the truth? No, these characters are who they present themselves to be. Mm. They are what they say. And I think um, from a cultural perspective, Point of view, particularly given where we are in the world right now, um, with uh, uh, a lot of um, things that are not true, mm. <laughs> uh, there is something very resonant about being, holding the space for people who are authentically themselves.
0: I hear you. You're not new to Dominique's plays, yeah. and so... Uh, can you describe some of the aspects of Dominique's work that, that really speaks to you?
1: This is my second time doing right. The Skeleton Crew. I did it in at Studio Theater mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C. I'm a native Washingtonian. Okay. <laughs> Shackless <laughs> yeah. City, yeah. hello. <laughs> there you go. Um, and Patricia directed it. And uh, I fell in love with the play, and it got extended... Several times, we were nominated for many, many Helen Hayes Awards. I was lucky to be nominated for Best Actress. Didn't win it, but it it, it, it is is very true. It is always an honor to be nominated. Right, right. I say all that to say that when the opportunity came here, um, L.A. being what it is, uh, they indicated that they were like, we're glad she's brilliant, Patricia, but we're looking for a name. (laughs) Which is real, Mm, you know. mm. If I had a dollar for every time, you know, you 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 need that sort of head. You need that headline. You need that person. Right. Um, and uh, they said, we just need a name. And Patricia McGregor, you know her, mm. being the uh, warrior spirit she She said, well, that's really lucky because she has a name, Caroline <laughs> Stephanie Clay, <laughs> and fought that's, for me. That's beautiful. And brought me out here. So I'm doubly grateful <laughs> to her and to Dominique and to these words and to the message of this play. Um, it, 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 very much like the work of late August Wilson, whose Mm. plays, whose canon was a love letter to Pittsburgh, Mm. to his city. I like that. Dominique's canon is a love letter to her city, Detroit. And these voices and rhythms and relationships and people are about the people that she grew up knowing and still knows. These are her people. And uh, Detroit who is, that has often gotten a bad rap Mm. uh, in the press economically what has gone on in terms of uh, urban blight she's here to say excuse me (laughs) uh, we are actually people of integrity Mm. and worth and um, uh, a community a series of communities to be celebrated and reckoned with and I uh, I celebrate that and lift her up for putting Pen to paper, right, so right. that we can speak her words.
0: All right, that's what I'm talking about. And so, just uh, sitting here listening to you, I, I understand why you, you're, you're into this genre of, of audio book reading. Yes, and it's it's just a very interesting thing to, to work in. Yes. And and first, maybe if you could you could describe what exactly. It entails, and and, yes. and how did you how did you fall into this line of uh, well,
1: work? You well, know, as I mentioned before, my mother's an English teacher, so I've always I, I'm 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 a, a kinesthetic learner, mm. meaning that you know I, I I remember things literally, physically, and and orally in terms of what I hear, and I remember being read books by my mother just literally in utero. Words, 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 mm. books, books, books. And so I've always loved reading. And particularly in the early 90s, things have tightened now and I'll tell you why. But there was a wonderful uh and they still exist, a wonderful uh um company called Recorded Books, LLC, mm. and they uh would option books Uh, that were not-for-profit, so they would go straight to libraries, and there was something about that that I loved, Mm. Um, and I have read um, over uh, 40 titles, everything from B.B. Moore Campbell to, um, uh, you know, a whole slew of African-American writers, and it has been such a uh, a gift because I read all the characters—boys, girls, men, <laughs> women, accents. I also uh, I have a master's in performance with a specialization in voice and dialect. Wow! So you know I get to study dialects, mm-hmm. um, and it just is a wonderful way. A lot of time, let's face it, folks. A lot of times don't have time right. to read a full book. Right. There was a super uh, sort of. It went from a micro to a mega explosion in the early 2000s, and I'll tell you why. Because folks started traveling more. Yes. People spend most of their time in their cars. Yes. So you can pop in your CD or whatever, mm-hmm. or you know, however you download, um, and just listen to audiobooks. Right. So it's really been uh, quite an explosion. Um, the only sort of downside is. What they now often do is have the author read their own book. And not uh, to say that that's not great, right. because you certainly are getting the direct oh, authentic certainly. listener to speaker. Right. But there is something to be said about the actor's place <laughs> in, as griot, as storyteller, mm. um, as messenger. So I don't do it as often as I used to. Uh, Oftentimes, I just haven't had time. I'm just coming off of six months on Broadway uh, doing The Little Foxes, uh, um, directed by Dan Sullivan. And that was a wonderful experience. And the fact that I am able to sort of practice this fluidity between Broadway and my hometown of D.C. and regional theater is such a gift. Mm. I am, every morning, I just wake up and... In gratitude,
0: in right. gratitude,
1: because it uh, it doesn't have to be this way. And I, you know, I, I, I come from a, a history of uh, um, uh, conservatory training mm. first at the Duke Ellington School of the Arts right. in, in uh, Washington, and then the University of the Arts in Philadelphia. So this type of rigor mixed with practical being a practitioner. Um, and academia, Mm. because I'm also a teacher. Sometimes I think I'm a teacher first, (laughs) and and a coach. Um, It's just the perfect intersection for me. And here I sit at 49 years old, feeling like I'm just beginning. And that (laughs) is uh, a wonderful thing.
0: So that that leads me to my my, my next question, because you've you've done television and and, and film, but what, what is it about the theater? And you, you, you
1: you you always and you keep coming back. It certainly in get rich. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the theater is not where you go to get rich. It is the immediacy of the exchange mm. of uh, performer and audience. The send and receive. Mm. You know when something's landed. Um, I wasn't raised in the church, but every summer when we go down to Birmingham, Alabama, Uh. and we go to my grandmother's uh, Pentecostal church, and I remember the vibration of the, Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. yeah. Tell it. That's right. <laughs> Go on now. Go, come on with it. That level of call and response is very primal, and it means something. And even when you're in audiences where it could be as silent as a mouse, you can still feel when you have. Connected. I'm also a solo um, uh, uh, performance artist. I've written two pieces. The first, Let It Flow Radicalism's yeah. Rudest Mouth, which is about the life and times of the late Florence Kennedy, okay. who was huge in the woman's movement, very close to Gloria Steinem. And I've been working on that. It was my thesis mm-hmm. project um, uh, to graduate from graduate school. Mm-hmm. And Gloria Steinem got a chance to see it, and she and I have since. Uh, become friends and uh, and are you know continuing to uh, uh, build a creative relationship. And the second piece is called *Sepia Sculptress*, about the life and times of Edmonia Lewis, mm-hmm. who was a freed slave who uh, went to Oberlin and was a sculptor and got involved in a whole lot of different sort of early. Um, Uh, litigious snafus uh, that found her ultimately moving to Italy. Uh, And it's interesting, growing up in D.C., growing up with the Smithsonian, Uh a lot of people think the Smithsonian is one museum. It's actually a series of 13 museums under the umbrella of the Smithsonian. So at um, uh, the National uh, Portrait Gallery, they have the works all in white, um, Italian marble mm. of Edmonia Lewis. So I grew up saying, wow, why isn't she in a coffee table book? <laughs> and so, you know, m- one of my missions in the work that I do as a practitioner is to sing the songs of the unsung. I hear you. And so it's usually one of the litmus tests uh, when I know I'm going to do a one woman show. If I name a person and the response is, who?
0: <laughs> there you if go. you
1: haven't heard of her, you're about to. Right,
0: right, right. And so,
1: uh, so I stay very busy, and I think it became clear to me, particularly in my early 40s, I was watching a lot of my friends around me, both male and female, but particularly as a performer of color, kind of doing that, oh, the phone's not ringing like mm-hmm. it used to, the agent's not, the manager's not. There was a lot of people not making it possible. And I said, I will never if I can help it, find myself in a position of contingencies. Okay. If the work is not there, then I will create, create it myself. Create it yourself. <laughs> I will certainly be the change that I want to right. see. You, have, you really have no choice these days. Right. And uh, so it pushed me into an uncomfortable place. And discomfort mm. is where shift and change happens.
0: This is why no one else should be pay, playing Faye in this place <laughs> except you.
1: <laughs> I've modeled it. I've, and it's interesting. My dad has mm. ten sisters, so I have plenty of um, female warrior uh, African um, energy uh, to uh, to pull on mm. for this woman. Mm. And, and and what I what I love about this piece. Oftentimes, when we go to see plays, we see people at their best. Mm. You know, lights up. You know, curtain up. Mm. Everyone's fabulous. Mm. We see Faye compromised. Mm. We see her at a time of great vulnerability. Right, right. And yet, huge pride. So how does one function and survive with limited resources mm. and yet move through, and then take care of everyone else. And that is deeply moving to me because you never know. You just, you you know, and I was, uh, growing up, my mother always would remind me, Caroline, no matter what folks present to you, you never know what they're going through. You never know what folks are going through. So never make the assumption that everything's all right. That's why a smile is free. Mm a hello, a good morning, how you doing, have a blessed day, whatever affirmation mm. that is, however it manifests, whatever it looks like, because you don't know what folks are going through. And Dominique has created this world where very, where very quickly the truth is unzipped mm. and the patience on the table. <laughs> and with that said, it's funny, it's joyous, it's filled with humor and laughter and silliness and all the things that make life worth living. And I'm so, so uh, proud to be here and to be in this piece.
0: For the up-and-coming actors that, yes. like, that tune in, yes. if you if would give one particular piece of advice yes. for, for those up-and-coming actors.
1: What would it be? Hmm. Interesting. I think about what I say to my students all the time. Be you. Mm-hmm. There is only one you. There's only one you. Right. And that is something that can never, ever be replicated. Now, it can be refined. It can be changed. You can learn, shift, grow, transform. But as you move into the world of auditions and judgment and and well you just weren't right for this but you're right for that or whatever mm. whatever, whatever. There's only one you. And my favorite poem of all time is um uh Shell Silverstein's uh Where the Sidewalk Ends. I know a place where the sidewalk ends and before the street begins. And there the moon bird rests in its flight to cool in the peppermint wind. Let us leave this place where the smoke blows black and the dark street winds and bends. Yes, we'll walk with the walk that is measured in slow and go where the chalk white arrows go for the children they mark and the children they know, the place where the sidewalk ends. Mm -hmm. And that's our future.
0: <laughs> all right, sister. Mm-hmm. The energy in the universe, it all starts right here with you. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are such a wonderful person, and I, I really enjoy sitting here talking with you. You're, you are so awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Michael, my pleasure. <laughs> thank
0: and thank you, viewers, for tuning in to another episode of Theater Corner, and we'll see you next time.